Adoration family, I just wanted to take a moment to just tell you how grateful I am for all the support that you have given me over the past seven years as we have journeyed together, whether it's been in international missions, whether it has been just direct teachings from the Bible or the multitude of interviews that I've had the privilege and honor to oversee over those years. Tonight is just another example of God's grace and His mercy that a person that was introduced to me not that very long ago has offered and extended her heart to be with us tonight. I want you to greet her with the Jesus joy that she deserves, that glorifies God, and that will edify all who listen to this broadcast. God bless. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christian Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. So all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com and click on our donation page. The love of Jesus has changed my life. I've seen His beauty and heard His word. Now I worship at the feet of Christ who redeemed me with His own.
So praise the Lord, everybody. God is worthy to be praised. We here at Adoration are so excited this evening because we have a woman of God who actually hails from uh, the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. And she, just to give you a brief uh, introduction and kind of like give her bio in the midst of all of this, it was just so random how I ran into our special guest this evening because I'm just on Facebook and in the midst of being on Facebook, um, I start to get this uh, uh, contact from a Julie Thomas. And I'm going, well, mm -hmm. I don't know a Julie Thomas. So, I, you know, these days having to be real careful because you never know what people are doing out there and they might have some sinister things going on behind the scenes. I said, I better check this Julie Thomas out before I start accepting any kind of communications with her. <laughs> so guys, long story short, what happened is, is that I realized that in fact, Julie had seen something that I had put out in the podcast realm and it provoked her to reach out to me with the um, theory that maybe, just maybe, I might be someone that she could connect with concerning the state of the church today. And that's kind of the uh, introduction of our guest, Julie Thomas, to adoration. And so not to forget any of my manners, we got to let y'all know that Julie comes to us in different forms and fashions. The first one that I know her best as, as a podcaster who hosts the Well-Watered Women podcast, which is available on all of the major uh, podcast networks. The two that I connected to the most were on Spotify and on Apple. And so you can go there and you can see and actually hear her ministry as she is sharing with other Christians things that are pertinent to what's going on today in our Christian experience. But if that was all, that would be enough. However, no, Julie, she does more than that. I looked further to find out that she is a Christian author and she is the writer of the book that is called The Women Who Answered God's Call. I love the title, just, just that alone, because it made me think about some of the incredible, powerful women in the Bible. Some of my favorites are Ruth and Esther. Those are the easy ones. But I also like uh, a woman by the name of Lydia, because uh, in all cases, uh, they establish a strong foundation for what God can do through women and how 
when women are in obedience with God, they can do so many incredible things in order to encourage the body. And so if that were all, that would be enough. Yet she also has an online magazine and she is the actual visionary and creator of the Modern Eve magazine, which again, love the title. So I went all the way around the world, guys, and I promise you I'm gonna let her speak. So without further delay, Adoration family, please welcome Julie Thomas. Julie, how are you? We, I am okay, and I, I thank everybody out there for uh, allowing me to be on uh, this platform to speak. And I'm so excited uh, to just let people know uh, who I am and what my vision is, which comes from God's vision. Uh, I always tell people, because some people think that I'm a pastor or a minister. No, I'm not. But I always say that most highestly that I am a servant of God. I seek to Amen. serve God first above everything else. Amen to that. I do, I do need to make one correction though, Julie. You know uh -huh. what? I know that in your humble humility that you said that you're a servant, but I'll tell you, the one area of ministry that all of us qualify, and when I say all of us, of course, I'm talking about all of us who are saved, right. is ministry of reconciliation, okay? And that is a powerful ministry, my sister, and you qualify based upon your servant spirit in that with our whole purpose in this world as believers is to reconcile a, a world that does not know who Jesus is back to what it should have been all along before sinner, excuse me, before sin entered into right. our mm -hmm. existence. So I'm going to just make that one slight correction because, in fact, I am talking with a minister tonight, but I understand that as far as our communication, I'm Mac tonight and you're Julie, and That's we're just correct. going to roll in this way the spirit would have us to roll. Amen to that. I love that. That theory. Amen. Amen. So look. We're going to get into some pretty interesting subject matter based upon how we've been communicating up until this moment. But just as a kind of warm up, just because I want our audience to know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Maybe the Julie before you even, you know, realize yeah, that you need that. Yeah. the Julie that you became once you got saved. Can you share right. a little bit about that? Yeah, I can share a little bit. You know, um, some years back, uh, since when I was in college, I loved writing and journalism was just always in me. So when I was in college, just to go back a little bit, I always wanted to work for a newspaper or magazine or do something uh, podcasting, but just wasn't really just wasn't really brave enough 
But it wasn't until I started on my own journey because I had been writing uh, other types of books before I became a Christian writer. Uh, I've been writing other kind of books. It wasn't until I started on my own journey that God, you know, God reached out to me and he said, okay, it's fine. He said to me, it's fine that you want to be a writer, but no, I have a better purpose. I have a better calling for you. And that is to go out and help people. So maybe three or four years back when I was watching the news here in um, Michigan, and I was like, oh my God, those women out there really need help. And I started uh, hosting events for women and having, you know, inviting guest speakers and just trying to help them and let them know that they love. But then the pandemic came and things changed because I was, I had just wrote the women, that book, the, the women who answered God's call when uh, the pandemic came and of course everything froze. But then again, uh, I got redirected because God was like, okay, we got the book, but no, but that's not your assignment. Your assignment is going to be something different. Um, so I was going through some of my own personal problems with uh, some stuff from uh, my own childhood and my own family. And it wasn't until God was like saying, you have got to use your voice. He told me I had to wake up and I had to use my voice because some years back, even growing up, you know, I was like, well, everybody just always overlooked me. And I, I call it muted. I was like a mute. You know, when, the, when you say mute, like you push the pause button and you just can't talk, you know. Yeah. I wasn't like deaf, but it was just like just being overlooked, you know. And that's when I was working on myself and in my past and, and stuff that happened to me as a kid and growing up that when he said, you know, you're going to use your voice and you're not going to be afraid to use it. Because I noticed that in the past when I had events that I have one of my younger sisters be like an EMC, but God was okay. like, that's not going to happen. You're going to, you have this podcast, you're going to use your voice to tell your story and to get to do your assignment. And that's how it became my ministry. It became my journey, you know, and so I've been preparing to use my voice and through writing and through the podcast to teach other women and men and children out there what God's purpose is to help them, let them know, okay, you can't, we can't, we have to use our voice. Amen. 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 And just uh, from your own personal perspective, how did you actually come into your knowledge of the Lord? I came in to my own knowledge of the Lord through prayer. You know, I started praying on things and I was, uh, I had been reading the, the scripture, scriptures and yet I do go to church and I just started reading and praying on things and God just started really talking and working with me to really craft my uh, type of ministry that I was looking for. I, I didn't want to be somebody, I didn't want a ministry like what somebody else has. I didn't want to be a pastor like somebody else. I wanted to be what God wanted me to be. And I wanted to do what he wanted to me to do. So I prayed on it and I, you know, began learning some stuff through scripture and applying those scriptures and 
words and things to my own life. And it's helped me to grow into the person uh, that I'm into now and to continue to grow in my faith and get to know, have a better relationship with him. Amen. Amen. And is there like a particular scripture that really holds your heart, that really motivates you or encourages you? I like the scripture. Um, and I all, this one is, uh, my husband always reminds me of this one too, especially when I started getting kind of panicky about things. I like the scripture that says, be still and know that I am God. Because I know that a lot of times in my past, uh, trying to work through things, I get kind of frustrated. And then there's, for some reason, there's there's always been some signal or some sign that will remind me of that passage. Like, wait, didn't he, you know, even God, it would be like God would be saying to me, like I told you to be still and just know that he's God. And so, Amen. you know, it's a bittersweet lesson because for us all, even for me, because I had to just stop and just pause and just stop, okay, and just know that God is there and God will, God will take care of everything. And for me, that is, that is the, the favorite, one of my favorite lessons uh, from the, the Bible that to know. And I also yeah. like the other one um, that talks about the full, his full, God's full shield of armor, because I think that we, uh, as humans, a lot of people probably don't know it, but we need to know about it. We need to know about it, uh, his full shield of armor, and then other people need to know that every day when we are at prayer, we need to pray for, God to, for God's full shield of armor, for him to help us put it on, to be prepared, to be able to deal with whatever we need to deal with in our day-to-day -day life. Amen, amen, amen. You know, I, I agree with you um, because I think that what's happening in our world, even among Christians, in fact, especially among Christians, is we haven't really learned how to get dressed in the Lord. And I, I love that, that that's one of your scriptures because when the Bible tells us to put on the full armor of God, and I think about it, Julie, all the time, because like I said, it, it is also one of my favorite passages. Well, there's actual things that you put on, like the belt of truth, the shoes yeah. for the of the gospel of peace, shield of faith, breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, and, you know, sword of the spirit. And if you neglect to put on any one of those things, you leave yourself open for attack. And, exactly. and I, I know we're going to talk about this in a more broad sense in a few minutes, but, but when we're talking about the state of the church, that's part of the issue that the church has forgotten how to be properly dressed in the spirit. Exactly. So that's, so that's, that's major, that's major. And so before I, I start going off all the way into another direction, um, I just find it really incredible that you have uh, gotten into the podcast arena, but you're also a Christian author. Can you share with us 
what is it like to actually sit down and write a book? It's actually exciting. Um, you know, when, when uh, cause like I said, I've been writing since high college. And at that time it was like, oh, well these, uh, back then it was like, well, nobody's gonna wanna be, hear what you have to say, but I always tell people the story about when I first started writing when I was in college and I find it kind of interesting because when I was in college, I took a creative writing class whether it was for short story and poetry. And one of our assignments was to write a poem. So I submitted it to the teacher. And one day the my professor was like, your poem is really good. Have you ever thought about uh, submitting it to the contest? And I was like, no. So back then um, she gave me a list of places to submit for a, a poem. I submitted it and yeah, you know, I, that's how I was, it, it became the poet of the year. I didn't have any money to fly out to California, but I was, you know, they liked the poem, they published it in a book. It was a poet of the year. So that was the tipping off. Now, as far as writing uh, a book, it's really, it's really exciting because I've had, I've met a lot of people on my journey for, as a, as a, just a regular writer and as a Christian writer. You know, I went to a lot of uh, book fairs and stuff and I always tell people, it's fun, but it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work, you know. It's a lot of work to even get a book out there. And I'm encouraging anyone if you want to write a book, you go out there because I don't want you to not think people don't want to hear what you have to say. People do want to hear what you have to say. So my opinion, yeah, it's really exciting, and it has been an exciting journey. I I yes. think I was I was starting to write another book. Uh, this year, um, maybe a few months back, but like I said, I keep getting redirected. It's like, oh no, it's, it's not time. Nope, you, you're not something. God was like, nope, you're not going to be writing a book because that's going to distract you from doing what I really want you to do. Amen. So I, I put that on hold. Okay, okay. So I got to tell you, my wife is also uh, an author. She she's always writing, jotting down things. And um, uh, she has several books that are already in publication. So I find it really incredible because I live with an author and right now she's documenting um, our marriage, our love story. And uh, I think she's also, if my memory serves correct, working on her own um, autobiography and just her processes of gathering the information. I got to tell you, it's really exciting for me, except when I think about, oh my gosh, what is she going to write about me? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. That sounds so exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I told her, I said, um, I have to get uh, first viewing before anybody else. Make sure I agree with what you put out there. But in all seriousness, um, I think it's really uh, exciting for Christians to tell their story, to share their experiences, or if they are ones that are teaching or encouraging to be able to communicate that 
through words in a way that will connect people. Because when I was coming up, I stayed in books. And so reading and learning was always an exciting experience for me because I felt like what you can say in a book is different than what we would do if we were like making a, a video or a movie because right. you can't really get to the details, but in a book, you can get down and dirty into everything that you need to share in order right. to encourage or inspire. So I just wanted to applaud you for stepping out there and, and doing that. I'll be excited to see uh, the next thing that you write. I'm excited to see too. I keep thinking in the back of my mind that I want to write something about the the lost church, the, the loss of the the loss of church. I keep thinking that in the back of my mind. You know, every day it's like I keep thinking that, hmm, you should do a documentary or you should write something about the the fate of the church or the loss of the church. So I'm kind of leaning towards that way. Okay. That is going to have something to do really with the church. But okay. I kind of want it to be like a documentary because I kind of want to get out there and I kind of want to go face to face with the pastors, the ministers, and interview them about the church. About their okay. church. Okay. Understood. 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 Well, you know, that actually sounds like a, a pretty incredible project. So um, I'd be excited to see if you are eventually led in that direction. I'd really be excited to see um, what you would produce. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to root for you right now. Do it, Julie. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Of course, of course, that's truly if the Lord has inspired you to actually go in that well, direction. I think so, because the tipping point is, is the conference that I was talking about next year. The tipping point is that conference. I've invited, okay. I've not, I've invited some evangelists, some pastors, um, and some ministers. So I think that's the tipping point and we, the tipping point, tipping off point. I got it. I got it. Somehow or another, I believe even I received one of those invites. Yes, you are. And you are one of you're one of like one of our, definitely one of our speakers and one of our guests. So it's gonna be interesting just to meet up and um sit down and talk real face to face about the next part the next part of the journey. Amen. Amen. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, and I'm going to go in that direction. But I have one other thing before I, I actually go in that direction, because I have to ask, because we're living in a, a day and time where the role of women is oftentimes not really represented well or 
that it's being put in areas that actually degrade women and don't show women in the, the favorable light that Christ has for them. And as a woman of faith, I really want to ask you, what is it like to actually minister as a woman? And what have you gone through? What are the challenges? What is the advice you might have for women? If you don't mind, elaborate on that. No, I, I don't. Um, first of all, some of the challenges is that we are not taken serious. Okay. Women in ministry, women in power are not taken serious. And I've said this before to people, uh, some people, I said that the world, the realm of ministry has to be, it has to be redeveloped, meaning we, we need to revamp it because there are some issues, serious issues. And with that thought, I've also told some people that women have to be at the forefront of the battle. Now, here we are and uh, just living in this world, and we are facing a dark war. Women okay. have to get to the front of the battle to help the fight. They help fight okay. the battle. And my advice for women out there is do not be afraid. Do not let people out there tell you who or what you cannot be. You got to get up and you got to stand on your feet and you got to use your voice and your power to push the ministry, to push crisis ministry forward and to push whatever you want to do forward. That's my advice. Amen, amen, amen. And you know, I, I think again, you know, the world uh, really wants to put women in a light where they are just instruments for um, men's pleasure. And it seems like many women have bought into that by just uh, the way they present themselves. And because in many cases, they don't know any better, you know, you end up having a lot of women that are just out here and they are thinking that just by their looks or you know, by the physicality of how God made them, that that's their purpose in life. So when I get in contact with someone like you, who in fact sees that God uses women for his purpose, I gotta say, I'm, I'm really encouraged. Thank you. I'm encouraged yeah. too. And I believe that in time, uh, God will raise up more women to help for to help them with with the battle. Amen, amen. So, speaking of battles, I guess now we can get into I think what really motivated us to chat this evening. So, Julie Thomas. Give me your thoughts on the state 
of the church today? Certainly, I'm worried that the state of the church is falling. And I want to say that if we as people, Christian people, we as people, period, don't get back to the real church, the church is going to die. I mean, whoever heard of going to a roadside funeral, don't you want to be buried in a church? Don't you want don't you want to be buried at a funeral? Who ever heard of, hey, a roadside funeral? I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And I'm afraid if we don't get back to what we, where we should be with the church, the church is going to die. We, and we, we got to get up and we got to get out there and we got to save these churches somehow, some way. I hear you. So, so you know what, that, that's really interesting because just in case I'm talking to my audience just for a minute, Julie, because okay. when Julie is referencing a roadside funeral, basically what she's saying is that she's talking about what funerals have become since COVID, where we've lost the interconnection as a body of believers, because we're so afraid of the pestilence, which is COVID, that we've forgotten that we have a Lord and Savior who is greater than COVID. Did I get that right, Julie? That is so correct. Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you don't mind, I, I want to kind of tap into that because I definitely hear what you're saying, and I think this is where we're going to break off and have some really great conversation now. So <clears throat> I got to be honest with you, Julie. Um, in 2020, um, mm -hmm. right around March, when COVID truly hit, my wife and I were literally just returning from our second home in Guatemala. And so, you know, we just kept hearing COVID, COVID. And at that time, I didn't think about it. I didn't, I didn't give it two minutes of my attention until I realized that that word COVID was gonna prevent us from being able to travel again for the next 10 months. So, Julie, I got to tell you, for those 10 months, I looked at the state of the church. And what I saw were all these churches closing. Yet, liquor stores were open, grocery stores were open, but the house of God, for some reason, could no longer have people actually going inside of it. And, and that's so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, one of the reasons why I'm even doing what we're doing right now is because I couldn't get to a church, so I decided, hey, me and my wife, we're going to just do something online to make sure that the word of God 
still gets out. And through that, sure, we have an online ministry, but if I'm hearing you correctly, you can correct me, um, your concern is that now the, ch the church is either afraid to open its doors or if they've opened the doors, the people are afraid to go in. Am I That's, hearing you right? Yes, you are. You hear me correct. Okay. Okay. And so that's what I want you to elaborate on. Like, why do you think, I got so many questions for you. So number one, do you think the, sh the church should have ever shut down? Do you think that uh, the people should come back? What, where are you on that? Well, first of all, I think that the churches should never shut down. If the stores are open and people are going to grocery stores, and why in the world would the churches shut down? Okay. Why would the I, pastors I, and the ministers shut their doors if the grocery stores are still shutting down? Now, yeah, I mean, I know it's COVID out there, but there are things you could, they could have done to save the churches. And now, I, I, my, like I said, I fear that maybe they will come back. Maybe they will okay. come back. And you know, mm -hmm. I'm the so second quiet. question is about people. Yes, uh, we we need to get back. And if we go to a church, if there's anybody out there, including myself, if we go to a church, if we have gone to a church, then we need to get up and we need to fight for that church to reopen. Because that church okay. is our salvation. Amen. Amen. Now, now, I, I, I want to say this, so let me, let me say it in a way, and I hope that I'm communicating this properly. So um, I do believe in having a place to go that is the house of the Lord. But I also want to make sure, just for our audience, that when we talk about coming into salvation, salvation in and of itself can happen anywhere, okay? Um, we, can, we can be out on the corner as one who actually goes out and evangelizes um, many people that I've dealt with have come to the Lord uh, by way of the streets sometimes or the prisons. But if I'm hearing you right, these folks still need to have a place where they can be uh, discipled, where they can be encouraged, taught. Yeah. yeah. And so Definitely. if we're you about it in that way. I, I, I want to make sure that we're not saying that a building is the only thing that um, makes up the Christian experience. I'm, I'm, I, I hope I'm hearing it right. Like you're saying that that church in which the whole 
new covenant or new testament was established around the foundation of the church that we don't lose that sense of fellowship is that that's how exactly I'm what I'm, yes that's exactly what i'm saying we don't want to lose that sense of fellowship with the church i mean we can fellowship at home we can fellowship here but we don't want to lose our main source of fellowship and that is with the church we don't want to do that okay okay so here's the thing why do you think the church shut its doors when we serve a god who says all things are possible in christ jesus do you think that it was just the pressure from our society that's not saved that just made pastors and leaders want to shut things down? Do you think that maybe they were just concerned because of the health of their members? How do you see that? I think it's a little mixture of both. I think it was the pressure of society with COVID, the pressure of concern of for their for their ministry and their members and their staff and then the the, the politics uh the politics when i say politics the problems that the, is going on inside the churches like uh the falling out this person doesn't agree with this person or they don't the staff don't people are not work, wanting to work together so i say it's a mixture it's a toxic mix, mixture okay Understood, understood. And so keeping that in mind, how do we address that as believers? You know, first of all, as believers, I think we have to hold our church administrators and pastors accountable. I think that if we go to a church and if I go to my church, I should be able to go into my church office and say, hey, pastor, I want to sit down with the, you and the elders, and I want uh, answers. And just thinking about that, because my daughter had was over my house, and she had written, a, we were talking, and she had written a letter to the pastor. Five days later, I asked him, I said, such and such, did you hear back from the church? She said, no. I said, oh, interesting. Hmm. You wrote yeah. a letter to the pastor and you, you have not heard back from the pastor yet so I, we have to be able to hold our church officials accountable for something amen i i, I agree um and i'm also looking at it from the point of view that we have so many uh heroes in the bible uh, people, both men and women, <clears throat> who have had to stand up sometimes against what was the order of the day in their time and take a stance for Jesus Christ. Now, we have scriptures that say, for to live is Christ, but to die is gain. 
We mm -hmm. say that we trust God with our whole hearts. We say, greater is he that's in me than he that is of the world or in the world. Right. Uh -huh. Julie, it seems like when we get to the bottom line to where uh, the, there's an old saying, where the rubber hits the road, it seems like then the, the leaders, they get scared and they fall back into the safety zone. Yeah, and that's so, so true. Yeah, yeah. So I understand what you're talking about to a, a great degree because I got to tell you, I would talk to my wife and I would say, you know, Myra, I'm just disappointed that the church felt like it had to close its doors. And for those churches that were bold enough to keep their doors open, you know, many of those pastors or leaders ended up either going to prison or really um, being talked about publicly in the worst kind of way. And I will say this, Julie, and I'll let you talk, is that, but then they caught all kind of stuff from their congregations and other Christians that could not understand why they chose God and not COVID. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. You know, but yeah. but it's 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 said that's the that's the way things things are at the minute. That's the way things are. I mean, I'm not out here saying that I blame all that there are all churches like that, there are all pastors like that. But now I'm thinking, you are supposed to be a man or a woman of God. And is this how, is this a reflection? Is this how you call yourself a man or woman of God? By not, op by not opening your doors up? You're not out there doing that. I think somebody had pointed out to me something before, like the people, the pastors and ministers and churches are not really talking, are not teaching the word of God anymore. And someone said to me, I think you probably heard it on one of my podcasts, I kind of believe it's kind of true that um, are they afraid to teach the word of God anymore or what? <laughs> I have an answer for that one. Um, <laughs> you know what? You know what you're doing? You know what you're doing to me, Julie? You're, <laughs> you're actually in the midst of my interview with you. You're interviewing me too. So I love it. I love it. So, you know, because that's exactly why we're here. Um, to just, you know, have a, a real conversation from brother, yeah. sister in Christ. So right. as your brother in Christ that you're right. getting to actually see for the first time. Yeah. I got to tell you, um, I was so, so disappointed in the Christian response to this COVID issue so disappointed that 
we put science above sanctification. That we put a virus above victory in Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That we made a decision and there's some churches even right now that still haven't opened their doors or they haven't opened them completely and my concern again being someone who is out there ministering on the streets what about the people that don't have access to a cell phone or to cable or to mm-hmm. a computer mm-hmm. or a tablet. Mm-hmm. How were they able to hear the word of God unless they had access to either the house of worship to go to or that servants of God, ministers of reconciliation would actually go to them. And I don't think that the church understood the bigger picture. And honestly, I was ashamed that many of my brethren and sisters quit when we needed to have the foundation of the church even Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. And so now that things have gotten a little better, Mm -hmm. that honestly, COVID in and of itself, Mm -hmm. really no different than having the flu. (laughs) Right. Oh, it's COVID. You mean really you just, okay, they say it's COVID, but really it's, uh, okay, maybe it's just another form of the flu. Pretty much, okay. So, you know, and, and you know, and, and Julie, I don't want to shortchange things because people legitimately died. Yes. Due to the effects yes. of it. Right. <clears throat> I don't want to, I don't want to, Short change that, or no, we don't or, want short change because people really did. People did die from uh, a lot of people died from COVID, so we don't want to short change it. No, we don't. Okay, and I even I lost a, a family member at least from the effects of <clears throat> right, uh huh. But you know what? People die from the flu, people die from all sorts of diseases. And and so my question to you is how can we let people know that the power of God is always more powerful than the power of any of these natural diseases or anything that can happen in this world? How do we share that? We can share it like you and I are doing right now through your podcast, my podcast, the written word, through the word of God, through each other. We can go out and we can talk to people and we can share it like that, face to face. 
if the churches are not going to share it, we can share it. Amen. 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 Huh. One soul at a time, right? One soul at a time. All right. Well, you know what? I, I got to tell you, this has been great. Um, you know, I love to be able to interact with folks because, you know, during that first year of COVID, nobody was coming out. And in fact, it was hard to even get people to participate even online. I, I don't know whether they thought maybe COVID would come through the, the phone or through a camera. I don't know what was going on, but right. <laughs> um, I wanted to kind of cap things off with the conference that's happening in 2023. Exactly. So the conference that's happening in 2023 is October the 6th through the 8th of uh, 2023, which would mean that Friday after guest check-in, we were gonna have fellowship, we have some music, some refreshments, and we'll just get a chance to know each other with that saying being Saturday, uh, we will have we have a great lineup of speakers. Um, I know that's it's, yeah, it's far in advance and things can happen between now and then, but I believe in the Lord. I believe that that the Lord will make the conference happen and I'm getting excited. And the people that are speaking have their topics, which is this, our theme is spiritual practices. So we, we will talk about praying the word of God, what's going on with churches, because everything is connected. And we're going to try to make a powerful impact. We're also going to also invite our guests from out of town to go out and visit a church. Because I really want to find out, especially like um, you, Mac, I really, that's when I said, oh, okay, I'd like for you to come out come in and visit some churches if if somebody can let you in um because i've been making some phone calls uh quickly while you know the couple last couple of days and like i was talking to you earlier about huh it's interesting to find out that these pastors don't want other ministers or pastors to speak at the church you know we we spoke we, you and i spoke briefly about that and i said that's yeah. that's interesting but it's, it's sad, but I'm not going to worry about it because the Lord will, will be with us and we are going to have a great time no matter what we do that Saturday, Sunday. Yes. And I'm glad that you, you reminded me of that chat we had earlier today mm -hmm. um, because I want to touch on that uh, really quickly for our audience because one of the things that is really dangerous for the um the life of the church and and i want to actually define what church means to me okay. um before we ever walk into the church building we need to remember that in scripture the apostle paul talk to us in a way that says that we are 
a church and in the church there are many members. Now, the church that I'm talking about right now is that spiritual church that each one of us are part of the, the blocks that make up that church. So right. using my example, if you and I are part of the church, the body of believers, if your block is missing, my church or our church is not complete because you are an important part of the foundation, knowing that at the center is Christ. So when we were chatting, one of my concerns, I got to mm -hmm. give my audience, I'm going to give them a taste of what I will share in 2023. Okay. So we need to understand that before we can even make up the local church that is your heart to address, we better make sure that we understand that we are walking examples of that church with our bodies, our hearts, our mind, soul, and spirit. And as the songwriter says, you know, we have come into this house to gather in his name, to worship him. We need to make sure that as part of the bricks that we're coming in in the right way. And I'm saying that to say that it all starts with getting away from traditions, and uh, rules and regulations that were never really about the church the way God sees the church. And so without getting not too long-winded here, what I mean by that, Julie, is, is that there are many of us that can't really get to the house of the Lord because there have been some traditions that have been put in place in some churches, not all, but some churches. Right. That uh -huh. almost you from even coming in because they put so many conditions on your attendance that by the time you you know, say, hey, I really want to go. They've done things that persuade you not to do so because it's just too complicated. And I don't know how you feel about that, but, you know, I shared with you a particular situation, which I'm not going to share on air here, but... Yeah, I, I know the situation you shared with me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm saying, here's a person who just wants to come and be grateful and somehow they don't feel like they have access because maybe a leader says, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't receive you here. Does that make sense? 
no, it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling kind of, after you said that, and I thought about it, and like I said, I made a few phone calls. I mean, you know, tried to reach out to some people, just, I felt kind of dumbfounded. I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. So let me let me give it to you in a broader in a broader way because like I said I'm not going to put the personal thing out there but if anyone feels like they're not clean enough if they're not um, knowledgeable enough if they don't have the right connection if they don't have the right smell the right look the right feel right and if they don't feel like they are welcome. That's a problem, Julie. That is a serious problem. That's a serious problem. You know, yes, yeah, because, because we keep extending this invitation as a local body of believers, and we say, hey, the door of the church is open. But is it really open? No, it's so, not open. How is the doors what? of the church open? But, and then someone goes, someone goes and and, and did not receive. How is it open? Yeah, yeah. You, you've got, also you've got things going on where um, Christians are being judgmental of other Christians where, right. you, you know, on all kinds of things, but I, since we were talking COVID, you know, you got those that say, I don't think that the church should be open at all, you know, and I'll never go back because, you know, I don't think that we should be going into places like that. But again, Julie, these are the same people that have no problem going into the grocery store. They go to public events like uh, concerts and, and movies. Right. And, and yet for, let's say, two hours on a Sunday, they can't seem to make their way into the house of the Lord, either because they don't want to go or because the church has decided not to be open. Those are serious things. Those are serious things, and it's crazy. It doesn't. It's not making sense. Amen. It is Amen. Not making sense. Amen. So, what do you hope? I'm gonna I'm bring it back into the conference. So, what do you see, or what do you hope, will be the outcome of this conference? Three things, brother. Okay. To raise awareness of what is going on with the with God's house of faith, with the churches, to bring the word of God to people, and to let people know that they are loved. That's my three outcomes. Okay. Okay. Well, amen to that. Amen to that. Um, I don't know if you're prepared right now to actually be able to share how our audience here at Adoration can actually connect with you, the conference. But if you want um, to take a moment yeah. in any way that you want to share. Go, 
Yeah, I'll share a little bit. Tickets for the conference are free. Uh, go to they can go to www.eventbrite and get go to make my make your way to make your way to the God conference. Uh, they will be set up uh, open starting December first of this year. So if anybody wants tickets, they can get tickets to that one. Also, you can just uh, go to my Facebook page, Julie Thomas, and leave me a comment if you want to come. I'll be happy to send you some information and talk to you even more. Or you can email me at uh, juliethomas232 at yahoo.com, and you can communicate that way. Amen. 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 Well, Julie, I, I tell you, um, this has been a wonderful hour. Um, I'm excited, um, um, you know, to be able to share with you and to, you know, know that I'm not alone in the concerns that we have about church concerns that I have about the body of believers and even concerns about uh, rightly dividing the word of truth. So, Julie, I thank you for- Thank you, brother. Yes, yes, it has been wonderful. Now, if you feel led, I would love for you to pray out this uh, conversation with our audience in any manner that you are so led. Okay. <clears throat> I want to pray that our, to our Lord Jehovah, to our Jesus Christ, that every word that we said here today holds true and that God, our Lord, Will protect the churches he will help grow the churches he will help the pastors and ministries reopen the church and he will help us all to get back to our churches and we will access that he will pour out the blood of jesus christ over us all and protect us and deliver us from any evil and we access these this be granted in his son his name is jesus christ amen 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 and if i may as well um, our Father and our God, we thank you for this time of conversation. I thank you for Julie for giving us access to her heart, her ministry, her life. I thank you, Lord God, for her family, that they would be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Oh God, we pray that you do miraculous things during this conference that everything that needs to be said, that needs to be done, will be done, oh Lord, because you used a servant woman who is faithful to do what must need to be done in order to make sure that your word, your gospel is open to the public and that the public would have access to your house. We love you, oh God. We pray for those that 
have listened tonight or have viewed. We thank you, Lord God, that there was something in the conversation that stirred them up to want to be ambassadors of Christ. We thank you, oh God, for your provision. We thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. And we thank you that you love us unconditionally. And we pray that you would help us love you back with the same passion that you have loved us. Oh God, we love you and honor and praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.